This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. As always, I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. When you subscribe, you receive your login immediately. And don't forget, Sanitas Radio begins on Tuesday, October the 1st. Check out the upcoming guests. You can subscribe at SanitasRadio.com. Don't miss out as we embark on a new journey to declassify the secrets to our health and longevity, focusing on mind, body, and spirit, which is so necessary during these chaotic times. I hope you can join me. And for MMS... Our futuristic metal-cased USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material and phytovitamins feel the difference. Visit the Veritas store and also the sponsors page. To get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. There have been many truth seekers who paid the ultimate price for seeking and telling their truth and were important enough for me to embark on this journey we call Veritas. One was William Cooper. 
The other one was Philip Schneider. For a very long time, I wanted to produce a show on the mysterious life and death of Phil Schneider. And tonight, we are doing so with a special guest, Darcy Weir, right now on Veritas. Darcy Weir has a university degree in sociology and a diploma in film production. Darcy is an independent researcher who found Phil Schneider's story to be very interesting and compelling. Through his investigation, he was able to contact Cynthia Schneider, Phil's ex-wife. Once he realized there was so much behind this man's story, he decided to collaborate with other researchers who could lend more supporting arguments about Phil's story. Therefore, he reached out to Richard Souter and Richard Dolan, veterans of this radio program as well, to discuss many of the different realities Phil would discuss while he was on tour. Furthermore, with the help of a friend, Neil Gould, who is head of Exopolitics Hong Kong, he was able to expand this investigation. Darcy rounded up this story with a unique worldview from that side of things, which relates to Phil's goals and how the world is today. And without further ado, I would like to uh, introduce Darcy Weir to Veritas. Hello, Darcy, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hey, Mel. I'm quite well, thank you. My pleasure to have you on. A few weeks ago, you got in touch with me, Darcy. Apparently, you listened to one of our interviews and you thought that we could do a show about Phil Schneider. And coincidentally, since the beginning of this very radio program, I've always wanted to dedicate a few shows to some people that matter to this program. One of them is obviously Phil Schneider. Another one is William Cooper. But you produce a documentary with a lot of compelling information. We've, we, All of us are used to have, having seen some of uh, Phil Schneider's videos on the web, but they're separate. You were able to compile a lot of this information into one video that created more of an impact than I had before. So I'm glad to have you on so we can discuss Phil's mysterious life and death. But why don't we start, first of all, by you telling us how you became involved in your own independent investigation? Yeah, well, um, I guess where it all started was, um, you know, over... Pretty much seven years ago, I was pretty interested in um, the occult, just interested in uh, I was tired of um, the mainstream media and everything that just gets drilled into your head and sort of dumbs you down, so to speak. Um, and I was following a lot of different things online. And um, I had always looked for a story that was very unique, um, that Possibly I could create, you know, more of a um, explanation for. And when I had heard, I had actually been dating a, a girl at the time uh, who um, had told me, you know, we were both into this sort of stuff. She had told me, have you ever seen this guy um, on YouTube? Uh, his name's Phil Schneider. He talks about how he got into um, a altercation uh, when he was working at a, a secret underground uh, base work site. Um, and the altercation was not with, you know, other 
people. It was with apparently some form of ET race and uh, the guy was maimed and uh, it's really interesting stuff. You should check out this video on YouTube. So I'm like, hell yeah, that sounds really, really interesting. And I start watching and I thought, wow, I mean, what are the implications if this could have actually happened? Um, and that's just where I just started going down the rabbit hole. And, um, I started reaching out to people and did some fact finding at the time, uh, early on in my research, I spoke to Ken Varden, who is a guy that's, uh, he's now quite long retired, but he was, um, heavily involved with putting together the, some of the early, um, presentations that Phil was involved in, uh, at like the American Bigfoot Society and stuff like that back in the early nineties. Um, and Ken Barden had told me, you know, about having dinners with Phil and getting more and more, uh, deeper information on the, you know, uh, background of Phil or, or what had happened to him. Um, and then Ken Varden passed on, he's from, if, if you look up the American Patriot Network, APN or something like that, he, he used to have his own website and all this stuff. And it, it's a, you know, a, a very patriotic and, um, they try to push the envelope with, um, whistleblowing and stuff like that. But it's a little bit outdated now. Anyways, he pushed me on to, uh, Cynthia. So Cynthia is Phil's ex-wife. Um, and they had a child together, um, Marie, uh, who's quite a wonderful person. And, um, when I spoke to Cynthia, she just basically gave me the, the sort of, uh, history on Phil, his life and, um, a bit about Oscar Schneider. And, um, she provided me with all kinds of documents that Phil had, traveled with on his lecture tours and um, she provided me with all this this uh, data that I you know I put some of it in my documentary there's so much of it um, and as you know I've sent quite a bit of it to you um, so I couldn't include it all into a short documentary which you know it happens pretty quickly if you watch it it just kind of goes by pretty quick it's only about an hour and a half, but, um, and you have close to, you have close to 2 million views by now. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it's getting up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically it was, uh, it was a really fun project to work on and, um, uh, I'm still very interested in all this stuff. Um, and I think Phil is one of those people. I mean, you spoke about w William Cooper. Um, I, I think, two similarities between the two of them um, right off the bat is their mysterious deaths. Um, these were controversial figures. They were talking about things that were not in the mainstream public. Um, they challenged the paradigm. Uh, they tried to wake people up and get information out there early um, when, you know, the world was just, you know, the 90s was not, uh, it wasn't the greatest time for 
uh, main, well, mainstream kind of uh, media that ruled at that time was pretty stupid. I mean, it was pretty dumbed down. And then you had guys like this that were, they were building, you know, you look at the Tea Party, um, the political party that really it, it was born out of a grassroots movement. Um, and you look at the way that these people, they saw stuff happening in the American public, uh, sort of political forum and they were sick and tired of it. And they formed the Tea Party as a group. Um, and they, they became really powerful and now they have seats in Congress and everything. But, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is Phil Schneider and William Cooper were, both forming these sort of grassroots movements, these large groups of people that were listening to them all over the United States. Um, and these were people that were not necessarily looking for the occult. They were sometimes just average Joes that were, you know, tired of what they were being told by the government or by the mainstream media. And they wanted to find something fresh and find something that may be connected better with what they may believe to be true, what was really going on around the world. Um, and I think that's the real threat. Um, and back then it was a real threat to um, the powers that be because you had um, a pretty stable system of disinformation uh you know, infiltrating the minds of the people and uh, keeping the paradigm nice and stable. Uh, but then you had people like Phil Schneider and, and William Cooper going on tour around the U.S. and just saying, this is bullshit. Um, you're all living a lie. Wake up. And uh, I think that at first for Phil, it wasn't that big, but you know, he did over 40 lectures, um, before he passed. And, um, he was really, it was just the momentum was building. I mean, sometimes he did lectures with, uh, over a hundred people in the room. Sometimes he did lectures with only maybe 20, maybe 15 people in the room, but it was consistent. It was building up. And, um, I believe you know, he was getting more and more popular and he was actually getting fresh information near the, just before his demise, I think he was getting um, stuff that he didn't originally set out to talk about from other insiders. Um, and I think, you know, those that didn't want him to talk had found this out. Um, that he was getting some fresh information and that's when they put a quick stop to, to, to his being, you know, to, to who he was and, and what better way to do that than to just snuff somebody out. I think that, uh, Bill and, and Phil may no longer be with us, but their work definitely continues and continues to magnify and be validated all the time. But, 
I think also there's a correlation here between what Phil and Bill, and this show is about Phil, but we have to mention Bill too, because what he was doing also was very, very eye-opening to most people. But they were both out there, let's say that they were in the underground in a way. We didn't have the prevalence of the internet. Only if you had internet by the, you know, 96, 97. Internet pretty much came along in, what, 94. William Cooper had his radio show, and a lot of times he would have to send tapes to people so they could listen and spread out. So no YouTube. Same thing with Bill, with uh, Phil. People would uh, use their camcorders, make copies, and pass around. But it was very limited in the exposure. Now, when the late 90s came along, I know this that... Uh, President Clinton even said to the FBI that William Cooper was the most dangerous man on radio. And I wouldn't doubt that Phil Schneider was up there with him, too. So with the advent of the Internet, it became more of a threat. And if you notice, they would. Uh, Phil died in 96. Uh, Cooper died in, in 2001. But Phil, going back to Phil, he wasn't selling a book, Darcy. He wasn't selling any material. He was simply sharing his truth, correct? Uh, absolutely. Um, he was, I mean, a big portion of what he would do, um, he would lecture, but he would also bring in evidence on his tour. I mean, he would take um, pieces of metal, which he claimed to be off of military craft. Um, he would pass that around the audience. He would bring in uh, pictures um, which he had taken, I believe, out of his father's um, file cabinets in his his uh, office. Um, and his father, um, you know, was definitely, I think, an ex-Nazi who was brought over under Project Paperclip. Um, and, um, and, and obviously a lot of these Nazis that were brought over under Project Paperclip to the United States were... Uh, to another country um, were used as assets. They were used as um, scientific, special, uh, specialized um, experts in certain fields that, um, you know, the powers that be wanted to uh, extract more use out of. Otherwise, they would have just been treated like any other Nazi grunt in the war and, you know, uh, probably prosecuted to the fullest extent. Uh, but Phil's father was brought over and uh, his family was protected. And um, his father was kind of like royalty uh, from from what it looked like in uh, the Black Project sort of um, realm because he worked on really important projects like uh, all of the Abel and Baker bomb tests um, off the, the coast of Bikini Atoll. And um, he worked on the USS Nautilus, which was the first nuclear submarine, um, apparently worked on, uh, you know, projects involving the USS Eldridge, which uh, could, in fact, be the, the ship that was used for the Philadelphia experiment. But, um, yeah, um, Phil was... I think when his father passed away, he went through his father's files and, and stuff that was in his office and just found this treasure trove of, um, you know, 
information that was hidden to the public. And Phil was a smart cookie. He knew that he had happened upon some very powerful things that people should know about. It shouldn't be just locked away in some filing cabinet. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.